This is the Winning Plays Podcast on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider for the NBA's winningest franchise. Hey there, welcome in to a special Vegas edition of the Winning Plays Podcast. My name is Brian Ropp, and I'm pleased to be joined by my partner in crime at MassLive.com, Suichi Tirada, making his debut on the Winning Plays Pod. And Suichi, we have a lot, we've, got, we've had a lot of summer league this week. A lot of a lot of heat, a, a lot, lot of, of summer league, a lot of Payne and Pritchard, a lot of Yamadar, a, yes. lot, a lot of a lot of things. It has so been. <laughs> <laughs> it has been a lot, but <laughs> we are we've we've seen actually all we have we're going to see of Payne Pritchard, um, but we're recording this on a Friday. It's how the soft day out here. They will be playing two more games in summer league, but I think it's fair to say we've gotten you know most of the the heavy lifting from the, the top talent here. I think we have a, a pretty good sense of where guys are at right now. So what do you think about doing a little stock watch here with uh, the Celtics Summer League roster? That sounds great with me. There's a lot to talk about, right? There is a lot to talk about. So let's, um, let's begin. Let's start on a positive note. Let's start with the stock, <laughs> stock up here. Um, I'll let you take the reins here. There's a, obviously, it's a, a pretty impressive team so far, but who... Who's kind of stood out to you amongst the pack here, uh, among uh, some, some interesting possibilities? Yeah, I think it starts with the 2020 rookie class, right? Aaron Neesmith and Peyton Pritchard, both those guys averaging more than 20 points a game, shooting it well, especially for Neesmith. As, as he's shooting 41% for three after that uh, terrible first game. So not, not terrible first game, but overall I've been pretty impressed with those guys just because you don't really see them in a high volume role, I guess, especially with the team normally. Like Pritchard and Neesmith were, you know, just kind of just rotation guys at, at best last year. To see them actually play well, to, I feel like Celtics fans didn't really get that opportunity last year without Summer League where they could, like, confirm that these were, like, good basketball players and it wasn't just because of, like, just throw them into an NBC season and maybe they struggle a little bit just as rookies do. But now you, you kind of have that confirmation to be like, hey, these guys can ball. This is what they're good at. This is what they can do. And, and you can kind of go from there. So I look at both of these guys, and I'm like, yeah. Coming out of this, I think you feel a little bit more confident that they can be contributors next year and, and see every, nearly every game just because they were in and out of rotation at times last year. Yeah, I think it's a good point because that is, like, that is, I feel like, the main point of summer league for a lot of times for fans when you, like, you see these guys <laughs> and you're like, all right, can this guy play? Because you can tell, you can't always tell who, you know, can, can play, but you can certainly tell who can't play pretty quickly in summer league but yeah the transition here for those guys <laughs> i mean pritchard we know like he kind of came and hit the ground running last season yeah and then obviously like you said got bounced in now the rotation but he just looks like a top maybe 10 guy in summer league period yeah which is, i think he's one of the best guards in summer league right like right. i don't think like he's he's averaging more than 20 points he's second in the in the whole summer league and assists like I, I think you can look very easily say that and be like yeah this guy's been playing for i mean it's only three games and it's your second year it's like Maybe if you want to be, you know, a bona fide rotation player, you, that that is kind of the base. Be one of the best summer league guards, but he's he's delivered on that, and obviously can't, you know. I guess he could put up more numbers, but at the same time, I think he's working a little bit more on his point guard skills. So the stats too are kind of like, hey, this is great, you know. Go do whatever you need to do. It's probably like, you know, I don't know what it is. Missoula said it was a, you know, I think it was just like a thing he had scheduled months ago, and the summer league was obviously kind of last minute ish. So it's just one of those things, but yeah. Right. It seems like it was something that was scheduled before the summer league schedule came out. So it was one of those things where, like, okay, yeah, like normally in the middle of August, nothing is going on. Yeah. 
And I think we yeah, can yeah. kind of relate to that. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, I think we got our credentials. This has been our life. Like, a week or two ago. Yeah. <laughs> been our life for the last few months on the NBA sphere. But, yeah, but to this point, like, he showed it all he needed to show. Yeah. Three games. Like you said, I think the passing, I'm curious to see, because that's something he didn't really do. Again, he was mostly a catch-and-shoot guy, yeah, yeah. secondary creator. But if he can, you know, it's easy to set up guys in summer league, but if he can kind of bring some of that with him to the, the team this year, that is a game-changer for him in a in a pretty crowded guard rotation. Yeah, especially with that Schroeder signing. It's, you, you kind of question whether... Because before Dennis signed, I think you were pretty easily slot Pritchard at that point, backup point guard spot. But right. now it's just kind of like, where is he now? Maybe he can slide over just to be that catch-and-shoot guy like he was last year. But, I mean, we, we, we've heard Ime Udaka say as many times as possible they need to play more team basketball. And if he can bring some playmaking, uh, I, I don't think uh, like the Celtics or, or fans will be mad about that. No, not at all. So that... So Pritchard will fade into the sunset here in Vegas on a high note. <laughs> uh, you also brought up Aaron Neesmith here. I honestly think he's, for as good as Pritchard been, I think Neesmith's almost more important in terms of his development right now because yeah. he hasn't had. Pritchard kind of showed what he could do. At least you knew he was going to be a good yeah. catch-and-shoot guy. His upside, I feel like, is somewhat limited in terms of, because of his size and stuff. But Neesmith is a, was a bit more of a mystery after his you know slow start last year. But... This looks like a, a lottery pick, and that wasn't offensively, which we didn't really see much of last year, I feel like. Yeah, and it's good to mention that, I mean, realistically speaking, for as good as Pritchard is, he, he spent four years at Oregon. He's, he's kind of more or less a finished product, right? Right. Being, you know, he's 23 now. He's going to turn 24 next season, whereas Neesmith is only 21 still, and he's not turning 22 till October this year. So he's still got a lot of time for development, I think. I think you look at his offensive game and you feel good about it just because... He was making those tough shots, I think, that you don't necessarily want him taking, uh, you know, in normal regular season play. But the fact he can kind of do that, I think, was, was you feel a little bit good about it. You look at the percentages, which is nice. Um, it's weird that he hasn't had a free throw attempt. I, I don't think that's, like, a concern. But it's just like, oh, you play this many minutes, you shoot this many times, you don't have a free throw attempt. That's a little strange. But for the most part, I, I think you look at that. I think you look at how valuable he's likely going to be in a depth rotate or in the wing rotation just because of how the roster shakes out and, and I think the Celtics need one of Neesmith or probably Romeo to just kind of be like a consistent guy maybe they split that up a little bit but just the fact that Neesmith has that offensive game like you mentioned I think will go a long way just to make them feel make themselves feel a little bit better just because you didn't really see much of of anything from him early last season and then obviously finished strong yeah it's again the the shots on the mover seems to be the stuff that's really stuck. I mean, obviously he had a tough yeah. first game, but the last two games were like, okay, this is this is who we thought yeah. was getting drafted at number 14 in terms of coming off the curls or just, you know, getting a hand off and literally going straight into his motion. And you wonder now if you're Udoka, like what, how much do you actually utilize that? Do you yeah. like run sets for him a little bit? I know like, Brad Stevens ran, you know, he ran some place for him here and there, but yeah. he was mostly a bystander next year, and so, you know, this has he kind of shown you enough to be like, hey, you should, maybe we should like feature him more of the bench in terms of you know sets you're going to run. Yeah, I mean, if he can if he can show a little bit of that, maybe that playmaking a little bit, you feel a little bit more comfortable. I think he's shown that a little bit of summer league, not necessarily too much. It's it's it's, it's the handle hasn't been great. Yeah, the handle hasn't. Been great. <laughs> I mean, you don't expect the handle to be great from this, right, to be true. honest. <laughs> that's a good point. But, yeah, I, I just think maybe you maybe you run a few plays just to see what it's like. But if he, if I would say for Neesmith, 
I would personally be looking just for him to be a consistent role player, just consistently be in every game. I think that would just be kind of a nice thing. I mean, we, we know what he's going to bring when he does check to the game. It's going to be like he's going to go 110 miles per hour. He's going to, you know, what was the quote he had last year? He's just like not trying to hurt anybody, but it's just oh, yeah. like <laughs> it's like a little bit chaotic. So it's just like, you, you know, he's just like, you don't want to hurt yourself, but that's just who he is as a player. So he's always a high energy guy. Um, his personality doesn't necessarily reflect it, which is always a little kind of funny. Very even killed. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like Romeo, too. I wonder yes. what their dynamic is like as the, the resident youngish folks. But I, I, I think you, you feel good about Neesmith. Stock is definitely up. Especially from that scoring angle, and then kind of see what you kind of see what you can do in uh, the rest of the summer with that handle. I think. All right, so let's. Who's your number three for this backup? There's a few options here to choose from on the team. There's since it's been you know a lot of guys have had good weeks overall, but who who else have you had to pick one you feel like stands out the most to you and out of this bunch? I think Juhan, just because I think. You didn't really know what he was about. I mean, obviously, he's an international player, so it's not like you watched him in college. But he turned 19 years old, I want to say, last Saturday. So mm-hmm. he's, like, he is pretty much in, like, one-and-done territory. And, and you can tell he's a very raw player. I don't even know how many times he, you know, hit that sh- shot that corner three and then hit the backboard, you know, <laughs> right? Hit the side of the backboard. Um, you don't know how many times that happened. But you can tell, like, this guy looks like an NBA player. I mean, he has a seven-foot wingspan. I want to say he's, like, 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six. So you can, you can look at that. You can just look at him and be like, at the very least, you can see him when, you know, if everything goes wrong and his development doesn't go right, you can see him at, like, 24, 25 being, like, a defensive stopper. Maybe, like, you know, that's not what you, ex- you what you want him to be, obviously. He's got a lot of time for it. But I think you look at that and you're like, okay, you know, this is something that we can work with. Um, still very raw. I was kind of impressed by his uh, third game uh, against, against the Magic. He was kind of filling that box score. And I was like, okay, this is, you know, it's not necessarily hard to do that in summer league, but the fact that you're doing it is, I think, like a good thing. So, very raw player, but I just like that he kind of looked like he belonged on the floor, which, once again, it's summer league, but at 19, you know, it's your first time in Vegas, first time really in America in however many years. Like, I think there was a lot stacked up against him just because he kind of had to ask his way onto summer league, and, and, the, and the way he responded, I think, kind of shows that, hey, you know, this guy, this guy likely has a future in the league. And, and you know, for, for a number 45 pick, you know, when you pick an 18-year-old at the time, I think that's all you can really ask for at that point. Yeah, the, his body, I mean, again, he looks like he's an NBA body now, at, like yeah. he said, 18, 19 years old, which he's is... He's got some muscle. I was got like, some, yeah, okay. just, he's like, okay. he's built. Yeah. He's like, dude, that, that's not a concern if you're the Celtics. So it's more, like you said, he's a raw prospect, but defensively, the, the promises already seem to be there. Yeah. The, you know, the shooting, obviously, and just the... The decision making will have to come around offensively, but he's had his moments. I mean, again, it's yeah. like you know, he's coming in pretty, uh, pretty raw here, and so. But I agree, like his, you know, you, the Celtics will only feel better about that pick after this week, like yeah. knowing that yeah. okay, this guy with another year or two in France or wherever he plays, yeah. um, when he is ready to go, like he's probably someone who's going to be able to like, you know, make an impact off the bench as opposed to just wondering, like, yeah. okay, is he going to even be able to make it to the NBA down the road? Yeah, and, you know, one thing I do want to mention is that I remember when he was drafted, I did the four things, and so now yeah. I, I, he hasn't really played, like, top 
professional level basketball yet because his team that he was playing for right, it's uh, pretty low, lower level it was the second tier in France and it was like a, it was Paris basketball they were like a really recent I believe it's like a Timberwolves connection there like the former CEO or something started it but they got promoted you know relegation promotion system in Europe they got promoted this season meaning he hasn't really been at that top level of France pro basketball yet and I think that's a great sign I mean you throw him into summer league I think you know that's probably like a I don't know how to compare the leagues but some of the leagues you know pretty pretty decently high especially you know for a 19 year old kid like i said so i think that's something that you know i doubt you know i, I don't think he's gonna he's gonna be a draft and stash player most likely for this fall but going forward you know he's going to continue playing for paris basketball and especially at that top level I, i'm really curious to see how that works out just because you know all the things that we've mentioned about development and, and him being really young and him looking like an nba athlete yeah that's gonna be the step for those Games in France next year. <laughs> or actually, they'll be afternoon games because they're, they're oh, having yeah, lunch. Oh, yeah, yeah, we, we get the lucky. That'll be better. That'll yeah, be better time. But it, it'll be interesting to see how he progresses at, uh, mm-hmm. you know, if he's playing at a, at a higher level than you're playing. Um, all right, let's, uh, let's go, should we say, stock middle here or just, like, trending? I don't think there's a lot of guys who, you know, I think there's a few more guys we could put in the up category here. Maybe we'll yeah. get some honorable mentions yeah. on that front. Um I'll throw it out. I think I don't know how long he's gonna be here for, but Bruno Fernando yeah. um, is doing what he should be doing as a third-year yeah, player yeah. in summer league and just you know scoring around the rim, setting good screens, rebounding, mm-hmm. um, you know, ten points in per game in seventeen minutes. So you know you, you don't want to pat him on the back too much because he's <laughs> your third-year player. Yeah. But at the same time, like, hey, he's he's showing you at least a little something. Yeah, 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 and. I mean, I think the high energy part is is kind of just take it into the league, right? Just because you know, I don't, I don't necessarily think he does something great, but just the fact that you can see it on the replays, you know, on the Romeo dunk, he was really hyped for. You can see it the moment he gets into, onto the floor. Like it seems like whenever he's on the floor, you can kind of hear his voice and you can like feel the energy is essentially go up. And and you know, it, it was interesting how Bruno got added to the roster just because they were essentially that's like the one spot on the roster that there wasn't a returner and the Celtics essentially got to add him and be like, hey, now look at our starting lineup of five returners, <laughs> second or third year players. So, yeah, I, I think you you don't know how long Bruno's going to be. I think, you know, I don't, you mentioned that one one fan who was like, hey, Brad, keep Bruno. <laughs> <laughs> I think during the second game of Thomas and Max. So, hey, maybe the Celtics will keep him. I, I've been pretty impressed with him. I think he's, I, I like him just because, uh, you know, this is kind of a reporter's side of things but I like him because he's like an interesting person to talk to yeah. I'm always appreciative of that sure um, he's, he said a big KG things. guy yeah big KG mm. guy he was like someone was like who's your favorite player he's like Kevin Garnett mm. and he talked about it for like two minutes we're like okay good for you man that's awesome mm. <laughs> you got to meet him one day I think he he almost met him but didn't get to or something right. some some story like that I'll probably have to go dig it out but overall though I think you look at him he's, he's still relatively young and, uh, and hope for the best how about, I guess Romeo deserves a mention here. He's yeah. only played two games so far, but, I mean, he's had to play off Summer League with that dunk um, in the, <laughs> the second game against the Nuggets. And, yeah, again, he hit that big corner three in the, the first game, and, you know, for a guy who clearly needed reps coming in here, he's, he's doing a little bit of everything, and you'd hope that he would play well as a third-year guy again, but yeah. he is, you know, he doesn't need have nearly as much experience as a lot of these other guys. Yeah, you know what's weird about Romeo is that I feel like there have been marquee moments for him in the first two games, like the dunk and the three-pointer you mentioned, but 
He's only averaging six and a half shots per game, yeah, he's, which is he's, weird. He's not trying, he's not looking for a shot, which is honestly yeah. fine, because that's probably yeah. not going to be his strength in this it's league. It's just like a little weird seeing how he's shooting less to Sam Hauser and taking nearly as many shots as Juhan through however many games. I mean, it's very small sample size once again, and like B-Rob mentioned, that's probably the best for him. Um, but yeah, it's just, I mean, you, you, I think you feel good about Romeo. I think the fact that he, like honestly hasn't gotten hurt is, is probably like a good step in a, in a lot of ways so overall though you know <laughs> that's sad we have to say that though. i mean you know <laughs> it's kind of the reality of it you don't obviously don't want to see someone get hurt um and and he hasn't so we're happy to see that um and uh and uh, obviously you get a new haircut a new number lots of lots of changes in romeo's life so <laughs> i think we like to see that right <laughs> it's uh he looks like a different guy in the haircut out there but it's good luck for him um yeah, and the, it, to your point, I think it's a good observation of only six and a half shots per game for a guy that just knows, his, he, you know, he's kind of figuring out his role right now. And in my race, like yeah. I, I got Pritchard, I got Neesmith, and obviously Carson Edwards is getting up the shots. Yeah. So he's yeah. like, all right, I'm not going to force things. I'm just going to be a facilitator and, you know, maybe get to the line a little bit. Yeah. Um, it seems to work. I think the Celtics are kind of like, hey, maybe treat this like you were playing with Jason and Jalen. Right. Um, don't necessarily look for your shot. Maybe they're looking for him to, you know, shoot more three pointers, kind of hang out in the hang out in the corner a little bit. So hey, that's not that's not a bad thing. I mean, maybe he shouldn't be going 100 percent in summer league. Like, he is going to be a third year player after all. He's I'm sure he's had a summer of you know being busy and actually being healthy. So maybe summer league for him is just kind of get some cardio in, get some looks, get some three pointers, and you know, occasionally in high leverage situations like game one, and then and then go from there really. All right, let's go through another couple of honorable mentions here. It might feel like we have a lot, but when you're a 3-0 <laughs> summer league team, it's, 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 there's a lot of guys trending upward here. Um, I'm going to throw Yamadar in this category, even though I think the case could be made he is turning down. I, I do think the upside of his first game, um, yeah. especially defensively, makes him, yeah. you know, and I think we're going to see more of him in the next couple games, which will be interesting, but... Mm-hmm. I think the upside we saw from him there kind of outweighs a couple of Met games. I do think he kind of got hurt in the game three there and oh, didn't yeah, really yeah. get a chance in the second half. Kind of limpy, yeah. I guess the real winner of Peyton and Pritchard leaving is Yam, right? Yes, it is. I know. That's... <laughs> he's going to get a lot more reps now. Uh, Peyton was playing 20 minutes a game. I'm sure Yam is going to take, like, you know, 20 of those or something like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think the first half of game one was really the high point, which is, um, I guess, not a bad place to have your high point. Right. Uh, when a lot of you know, especially a lot of fans, I think that's peak, you know, peak interest, I guess. Uh, and it's a good point to mention, you know, I like your point about defensively. I think that's kind of the part, you know, the first time I saw Yam on the court, I remember on Sunday, you know, we, we got him very late, but I was like, who is, I mean, I know that's Yam, but he looks like so like small on the court. It's right. not like he's like vertically challenged. I want to say he's like listed at like 6'2", six, six, I'd like stand stood next to him and he towers over me because I'm not very tall. It's just like, I, you know, it's... But if Juhan like looks very muscular and like looks like an adult, I think Jan still needs to kind of fill out his frame a little bit, which is fine. He's still really young. I want to. He doesn't turn twenty one until December, so still really young. Still has a lot of time to do that. So, but defensively, I was really curious. Like at that level, like are you, are you kind of getting muscled a little bit on defense? But he was pretty disruptive. I remember in game one, you know, half one or first half, he had a few. You know, he was diving on the floor. He he forced a couple of jump balls, which I was kind of impressed by. It's just kind of like okay. Maybe this kid does have it. Um, obviously, game two was was kind of so. So I want to, <laughs> you know, didn't score. I believe he was he just a little bit invisible. I was I would say he was more stock neutral, just to say. 
Yeah. Maybe the. I guess we should have transferred the category to neutral. Yeah, yeah, I think neutral would have been better just because I want to say, like, you could say it was down. I think you can make that argument and you wouldn't hear too much chirping from us, but it's just the fact that the fact, you know, just he he looked like he's, he, he somewhat belonged, but I also think it was like, hey, sometimes you're a little bit overwhelmed at times. And, and you know, I remember that flashy uh, pass he had in game one. I think he tried that again in game two and it just didn't work. And it's just one of those things or maybe it's just not your day. So it's like the small things too. But he, he's been looking decently aggressive in getting his own shot. I was kind of impressed by that just because, I mean, I'm sh he's kind of playing off ball a little bit with Pritchard and everything. So I was kind of like, okay, we'll see what he can do. So a lot of things to work on. But I, I think he has a little bit of like fearlessness to him. Um, just like kind of like, just like a little bit maybe more fearlessness maybe some confidence in a lot of ways to be like oh, okay let's see what i can do um to show that hey i want to be in, you know in america this fall so obviously that kind of that kind of took a hit with Schroeder signing but but you know that's still i guess waiting to be seen is because we don't know how to roster will look and you know right. probably even like the next few weeks honestly yeah but no, it is, there's no question i was a, a blow for a chance of being on the 15-man roster we'll see what happens with the, the two-way but mm -hmm. they might also be the team might just say hey you know we like you. We'll have a spot for you next year, but you know, yeah. go play, go play overseas one more year. Um, but I, to your point, like that's you know, he has two. We have two games left here. He could end up in either category. If he has two studs, <laughs> then he could be stock will be down, and we'll see him maybe in a year. Mm -hmm. And if he starts with Pritchard uh, out and um, makes the most of his opportunity the last two games, then maybe things get interesting. Um, I feel like the opposite side of the spectrum in terms of a, a very slow start, but like saving is you know really coming to his own recently, which probably leaves him in the neutral spot again. With Madar would be Sam Hauser. Um, yeah. Twenty-one points Wednesday or Thursday night. Yeah. Um, I always love this for a guy who comes in knows exactly what he's doing. He's taking seven shots a game, and six of those are from three. <laughs> so. That's okay. That's a guy who yeah. knows his role. Yeah, and, yeah. again, now in game three, some of those shots finally went down, and that made life a lot easier for him. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny. I was talking to Sam earlier today on Friday just because we got him after practice. And I was like, so is that kind of your role, 3 and D? Because was, I was like, hey, what else about your game do you need to, you know, Celtics Express tell you? He's like, oh, yeah, they, you know, they want me to play defense. And I'm like, well, you're going to shoot threes. You're going to play defense. So 3 and D, is that what you want? He's like, you know, he was, I think he's, you know, I, I, if you're the star of your team, every every level you go, right, you're going to have the ball in, a lot in your hands, so you don't want to admit that you're going to be 3 and D at the next right. level, but at the same time, you know that's going to be your role, yes. so I think that's just who he is. I mean, it's, it was good to see him go, I believe, 6 for 10 on, on Thursday. I think that's great for the confidence. Um, I was a little, not like concerned, but slightly intrigued that he kind of admitted after Thursday's game that the speed of the game was kind of new to him, I guess, just because obviously even an ACC player where he was at Virginia for the year, like summer league is going to be the best of the best of college and then throwing a bunch of international guys who are decent. And it's, it's a better product than college ball for sure, oh, yeah. even without, you know, chemistry and all that stuff. So yeah. I was slightly intrigued that he had maybe a little trouble adjusting to that. Hopefully it's not like as, as bad or, 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 or takes longer in the NBA game, however many minutes he plays next year. Obviously, it's going to be a two-way contract. So you don't expect him to play a lot of minutes. So, uh, but but you know, kind of like Peyton, he is more or less shading toward a finished product, just because he 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 transferred out from Marquette to Virginia, so he had this, I believe, city year, and, and he's 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 getting kind of up there in age. But at the same time, though, like at, like I think that's okay in the sense that if you're going to be a three and D guy, like you're not necessarily hoping that. 
you know your NBA career is hinging on your playmaking or, or, or anything else like that. So overall, I, I think you're you're happy for the kid. You're happy for the guy. I probably shouldn't call him a kid. I'm like barely older. <laughs> you know, always, always. You're allowed. It doesn't matter. <laughs> One of those weird things, I guess. But I, I think you're happy for the guy and I uh, hope he finds a new Boston apartment. He said it was very expensive compared to Wisconsin. Yeah, so. it's, it's, you're not getting Wisconsin prices. Yeah, in, uh, I sympathize with in that. Austin, yeah, As a you, Michigan you, guy, you I'm kind of like, yeah. You're going to have to... I mean, all these guys, there's a new, if he's smart, there's a, a couple of new apartment buildings across the street from the Alarac <laughs> Center, and I think that's uh, yeah. the, uh, the default for any uh, hey. two-way or rookie to... I live close to there, and I exactly. don't play for the team. That's true. So you, you know, you're, you're already have <laughs> a game on that front, so... Um, all right, let's, um, let's go to the stock down, unless you want to put anyone else in stock neutral here. No, I mean, there's only one player. There's only one person we have to talk to. I mean, it's Carson Edwards is the... Uh, if you haven't paid, you know, if you haven't paid. If you haven't paid attention, it's, it's just, you feel, you know, he had his best moments in the NBA in Summer League a couple years ago. Yeah, I heard Carson's Summer League was, like, legendary. Yeah, that was, uh, again, he got, he, he got a three-year guaranteed out of it. It was that good, because the, the team was that confident. Be like, all right, this guy, this guy is going to translate, and it hasn't happened, and now we're in year three now, and he's, again, a third-year guy. We should be coming in, but the shots, you know, he's not playing terrible or anything, just the shots aren't going down, and he's shooting 30% from three, 33% from the field. Um, he's definitely shooting it. He's it's shooting it. Yeah. He's getting his shots up, but not going, not going in well, and, yeah, it's, it, it, I would be surprised if he's on the roster this year. Um I yeah, know they, I know they don't have to move him, but I I think you're probably the, just like dragging this on if he's still on the roster. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you trade Bruno or Chris Don or you find a home for them and you happen to have a roster spot, then maybe. At the right. same time, though, I honestly wonder from Celtics brass, like, would you rather have Yam on the roster or Carson? Well, that's the question. I, I I think that's like a very fair thing. If if especially you know I'm not I don't necessarily know if you want to buy out Yams overseas contract just for a two-way deal you know like yep. i don't know if that's necessarily worth it so um yeah i i don't know about carson obviously like he seems like a good guy like you know he's he's definitely getting his shots up and like i think that's a good thing too i mean some of them are kind of not great decisions by any means but you know when when you're averaging 12.7 points and you're putting up 14 field goals a game it's just in summer league you just kind of scratch your head and kind of be like hey like you, you kind of have to catch fire here just to, i think just to, for your own sake for confidence-wise, and just to show that you kind of still got it, just because that summer league was after his Purdue year, right? Yep. And just like he just went off in Purdue, so it's just kind of like, hey, yeah, I'm, I'm still red hot from the NCAA tournament run. So it's just you, you kind of scratch your head a little bit just because, hey, you're a third-year guy now, and uh, where is this kind of going? I guess, um, especially if if the playmaking isn't necessarily there, um, especially at that size, it just makes everything so much harder. It's probably going overseas is where it's going. <laughs> He'll have a great career overseas. He's got to go get buckets. He's going to get buckets. And Man, so... he is fun. I mean, when he's on, he is fun. Oh, yeah, it's a fun game. This Purdue year, I think he, he won up against Virginia. Or I guess yeah, yeah, right. Yep. But that Virginia game, I was like, oh, my God. No. I was like, I mean, I had Virginia winning it all. I, you know, won a bit, a few, a few bucks off of that, you know. There you go. Madness pool, but I was still like, oh, my God, Carson Edwards is about to ruin my brackets. <laughs> so I was like, oh, God. But, but yeah, unfortunately, that's. You know, it just is not, just hasn't translated to the pro game, and we're in year three now. And when you, when your equals in draft class year are 
kind of lapping you, and then the guys yeah. are coming up behind you. Yeah. Have a little, a little younger, have a little more promise, a little yeah. more upside than yeah. you're showing at this point. Then, yeah. But we'll see. He's got a couple games left. Um, <laughs> but I don't, I don't know. It's kind of a point. Like even if he has two really good games, like yeah. does that really change anything? Probably not. Probably not. I guess the stats will look better. Stats will look better. But I just, I just don't know if there's anything that you see from him this this summer league and you can kind of be like, ooh, okay, like that's kind of interesting. That's something new. You know, I think that's kind of the thing that I was a little like, oh, you know, like that's okay. You know, Carson, keep putting up shots, but like what what, what else are we getting here? I mean, I know that's kind of your thing, but right. <laughs> how many shots are you really getting next to Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, I guess? So. Right. Tough scene for him. But Tough scene. Yeah. We'll, we'll see how it goes. We exactly. wish him the best. Exactly. We'll see. They'll, you know, he's going to get his opportunity, and then we'll yeah, see what, yeah. how things I mean, that's play. What's and he, he can still be in. Like, they, there are many other... He's a very cheap contract, so it's not like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they need to get rid of him. Um, and if they move other guys, to your point, like, you know, he could still be around. So that will be uh, something to watch here. Um, all right, let's do a quick... League look around. Or anyone stick out to you this week? What's been a fair moment of you for you this week out here? You know, whether it's summer league related or not related, or watching a game, or anyone who's kind of, you know, stuck out to you. Stuck out to me. Vegas wise, it's very hot. Yes. I don't know if that's a highlight, <laughs> means, but I just like I think there's like a heat wave in Boston. So some people complaining, complaining about like hundred degree weather, and I'm like, I know there's some humidity there, but I can uh, I can kind of relate to that this whole week. Um, Otherwise, though, I uh, I think the highlight was really that Romeo dunk, just because it was kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Like, I really, I remember at the end of the first quarter of that game, Aaron, he tried to go up like a massive dunk, and he missed it. So mm-hmm. when Romeo went up for his dunk, I was like, man, we're going to have two missed dunks. That could have been really cool if they went down. That was like my initial first reaction. And then Romeo just throws it down. And you're like, whoa, okay. Mm-hmm. I did not know he went up with two feet. Like, he did not anything close to that in the game. I was like, man. I was like, I did not know Romeo had hops like that. I just, I genuinely didn't. So I was just like, okay, Romeo, that was pretty, that was pretty awesome. I was, I, was, I think that was like the, the, the fan reaction too. Like it wasn't like hype or anything because we were in summer league and it's like a spattering of random fans. But the Celtics fans got on their feet, which was like, I was like, okay, that was pretty, that was pretty, pretty cool. A lot of Celtics fans out here. Yeah, there are quite a few. There's that. There's a. I posted this on Twitter. There's that one kid with a Larry Bird jersey standing next to. Oh, the, that was a great find, buddy. Yeah, standing next to the Urban Magic Johnson Lakers jersey, 32 and 33. I was like, okay, that was pretty cool. <laughs> I didn't expect that to happen. I was like, I wonder if there's Celtics fan. Oh, and you know what? I told B Rob this, but I haven't told anybody else this. There's a third kid, the youngest one. Um, he was standing next to them, so obviously like the same family. He had a LeBron James jersey on. And standing next to Larry and Magic, a LeBron James jersey, I was like, okay, but it was a Space Jam jersey. So I was like, oh. I was like, what? So that was actually like a pretty good mm-hmm. highlight, just because it was like super random. I'm glad that wasn't in the photo. <laughs> it it might have ruined it. Ruined the photo. I, yeah, I think it might have ruined it. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it is. It's nice to see you. You survived your first week out here, summer league. Ah, you too. Um, man. Well, not your first. I know. Week, we're not first, another but week out here. It's the first time. I mean, it was our first serious travel for whatever it was, yeah. 18 months or whatever. Um, yeah, that's true. It's kind of a weird thing. It is a weird thing. But, um, yeah, normally you'll get the 
This is, I guess, the watered-down Summer League version yeah, this for, year. In terms of length, too. I mean, I want to see the whole too, yeah. three weeks, but two and a half you, weeks. You can really get the parties and stuff like that this week. That's usually yeah. out here. So that'll hopefully yeah. come back next year. It's a mask mandate in Las Vegas for people who don't know. So it's just like, you feel like it's kind of back to like, because I moved to Boston in March, and everyone just right. mask mandate, obviously. I forgot when it was, like, late May or late June, I want to say. It's completely done. But yeah. that's, like, the like the energy was kind of off. Um it was just like a little strange watching people gamble and play blackjack and poker with masks on. It just felt like a little like, oh, we're back at this again. I think kind of sapped the energy for it too. It's it's unfortunate. I think if Summer League was like a month earlier, we wouldn't have had as much Delta variant concerns. Yeah. So I think it could have been a little bit more fun. So the timing was a little bit unfortunate, but you know. It was so, so Summer League, so had its pros, so had its cons. Uh, it's glad to come out to Vegas though. I've never been out here. Yeah. Well, you'll be back. <laughs> every, every year for <laughs> for mass I haven't told I mean they used to have the Orlando Summer League but that oh, seems yeah. to be gone now now it's just Vegas or one of the little ones in Utah yeah, or Minnesota, Sacramento or whatever yeah. so like those are I doubt the Celtics are going to be playing in those anytime soon but um alright well that, that's a wrap from us from Las Vegas uh make sure you follow Suichi on Twitter at Suichi Tirada and you want to spell that for us? Make sure everyone knows. S O U I C H I T E R A D A. I mean, you'll see it in print too, right? You'll see it in print too. It's way easier. You're going to see it way in print, but yeah. again, you know. you'll see it in, like, in the description. But definitely give him a fall as he uh, starts his first real season on the Southern Speed. The last yeah. season was nearly count. That was season a, zero. That's season what I keep zero. It. It does, season yeah. zero. Pandemic was, season, midway through, that does yeah, not count. Does not count. Yeah, it was weird. So, but he's. Uh, he gets, gets a fresh start here uh, with uh, the short off season. So, so, yep, give him a follow on there. You can uh, check out our stuff at Mass Live. Um, follow the podcast at Winning Plays Pod. And we will be back with you guys next week uh, with a little summer league wrap up if, uh, as the championship uh, quest continues. <laughs>